0: Welcome to the Hard Way with Anvil T and D, where three Australian veterans cover everything physical and mental health, business, education, and life lessons learned the hard way. Each episode, the Anvil team challenged themselves, their guests, and their listeners to ask the hard questions, acknowledge their biases, broaden their perspective, and have a laugh along the way. Now, here are your hosts, Dan, Marshall, and Nathan. Beware the dark humor and enjoy the podcast.
1: The Hard Way by yeah, podcast by Anvil
2: TD. I know what we're called. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like. Yes, Hard way by Anvil TD. It's it's Nathan, Marshall, what, and Dan. What yeah. just happened? How did that fall off your head? <laughs> oh, man, I'm tired. You got years you ears up. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing over there? Yeah, so today we are going over the article written by Marshall called Work It Out. And
1: it is about. September last year. It's about building habits. There you go. Is that it? Is that yeah. the end? You just <laughs> pause <and> that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's and that's all we're gonna say today. Yeah. And Do you um, have any yeah. questions for me, Nate? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> no, I think everything you've talked about today's uh, so been the, really
2: good. The article starts by is talking like asking the reader, you know, how long does it take to build a habit? How long does it take to start something new? And, you know, addiction. You could even consider as well, how long does that take to form, depending on what it is, more like psychological addictions where it's something that you get so used to doing. And um the article does specifically speak about starting getting into, say, taking care of your health through fitness. And a lot of people, the most common excuse is, I just don't have time. Yeah. And so it goes, it talks going over, it's quite a good read talking about um, implementing the, the change, being exercise in this case, yeah. and how you can turn that into a habit that you're going to consistently do over time instead of just kind of yo-yo exercising where you start it and then stop and then maybe yeah. you get motivated again, start it for a week and stop. Um,
1: yeah so kind of what made you want to write this I think I was first inspired to write this one by um, it would have been you know an ad for a six week challenge or a 12 <clears> week challenge <throat> or you know, and, and I you know it's usually one thing that tends to set me off when I mm. see it and I just go something wrong with this you know um, and here we call it the blind <laughs> rage <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I, I refer to it as blacking out it's probably not totally healthy but <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah, basically, I ask how long it form, uh, how long it takes to form a habit. How long does it take to form an addiction? Um, and you know what's the difference between the two? I I didn't really ever address how long it takes because, in my opinion, the specific time is kind of irrelevant. Well, yeah, because um, the
2: closest you got to saying a specific time in the article was um, doing something five days a week. Yeah. Um, for six months. Yeah. And that was just... And you say in the article too, you say that's not a definitive guideline. That's just my kind of personal rough... If yeah. you do this six months, there's a good chance you'll probably keep it
1: up. Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, And that was contextual. I mean, yeah. anyone that's been listening to this before or listens to our Live at Five would know we're three Australian veterans. So, we all went through the same basic training. Uh, we went through the same infantry training. And throughout basic training and infantry training, that's a grand total of six months where you're basically doing uh, an hour of exercise at least a day, at least five days a week. So, when you're at Kapuka, you're there seven days a week, uh, you're doing PT I think when I was doing it, it was like five to six days a week. I think they've dropped that down now. but I think they do, mm.
2: yeah. You don't do it every day though.
1: Yeah, and then at Singo, it is PT every single day that you're there. You're there five days a week, most weeks. And unless you're outfield, uh, you're doing PT at 7.30 in the morning. Um, so basically, from my personal experience and from your guys' experience too, we were all subjected to six months of very consistent exercise. Mm. Um, now, that wasn't... That uh, wasn't something that we, you know, really had to motivate ourselves to do. We had no choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Because once you, and, you know, you make the choice to join the military, you join the army, you join infantry, you're, it's implied that you're going to be fit, you know, because mm. it's a very physical job. Yeah. Um, so part of making the choice to go and do that was making the decision that yes, I'm going to exercise a lot but you, when I, especially when I joined, I understood that fitness was a big part of it mm. but I don't think I really understood that it would be, uh, you know, I didn't really have a comprehension of how people spent their days in the army. Well,
2: yeah, and everyone, we spoke about this in the live yesterday yeah. or oh, this last week, Yeah,
1: the kind of unrealistic
2: expectations or just the incorrect straight yeah. up expectations and I think that's one of them, yeah, is that
1: the actual lifestyle
2: as far yeah. as what the fitness is expected.
1: Yeah, and I speak about when you're in the military, uh, especially if you're in the Australian Army and Infantry, uh, when we did it anyway, uh, you get to work at 7.30 in the morning PT, or you get to work before 7.30, PT tends to run from 7.30 to 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning and that's pretty much every day um, and then there is also time usually, depending on what you've got going on, to then go and train again later on. So, it's a big part of the day um, and... You sort of come out of training very fit and very ready, and exercise is just a part of your life. You mm. know, you didn't have much of a choice. Like you said, you're up every morning, you're doing what you're told, like you're in training. So you're just getting fit for the sake of it. And then you leave training and, or you leave, yeah, you leave basic training, infantry training, and then you get to the unit and you sort of have a choice at that point. Whether you want to continue with that habit, or be a sack, yeah, yeah basically, or <laughs> yeah. be a sack of shit. Um, and some units are better than others at having consistent PT. Uh, some, especially infantry units, tend to run it at section level. I think they tried to bring it up to you know even platoon, and then company level for certain things. I know the army is constantly doing things to try and improve, you know, their infantry soldiers, especially their PT. Mm. But at the end of the day, you come out of training a you know, feeling a certain way. I remember being very cardio fit, probably the most cardio fit I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Um, and then I had this choice. I'd been released from training. I could basically do whatever I wanted in mm. my own time. And you can start drinking again. You can start going out on the weekends. You don't really have to train that hard if you don't want to. And you can see, and like you said, you have the choice to re- keep that habit or lose it and be a sack yeah um and and it's the same with the rest of your life basically you can spend uh like you said five days a week six months uh developing something like eating well or Mm. staying fit exercise is sort of the point of this particular article but you can spend a significant amount of time but it still it it continues to be a choice like you still have to make that choice um, every day, the point of it becoming a habit is that choice becomes easier to make. Yeah. Because you're so used to doing it, it doesn't really hurt that much anymore. Yeah. Well, it's I've
2: always believed that staying fit is a lot easier than getting yes. fit. Oh, again, yes, certainly. yeah. Again or for the first time. Yeah. And um, during the kind of op- uh, one of the first sub- subheadings, you go into once you've kind of built a frequent or consistent schedule with something that you do so you're doing it five days a week yeah um and the positive say for fitness especially is the um chemical release positive chemical release so like endorphins that you get from doing that yeah and how that is kind of um what your brain gets used to receiving yeah and how it gets tied into your mood and kind of like you as a person that if you don't do that it becomes quite hard to not be affected by it oh yeah yeah and um so i think it's the kind of two-sided thing where you're going to get these good feelings. Yeah. But if you don't, if you stop doing it, you're going to really feel the yeah. new effects and it's much easier to maintain doing it or better to keep doing it.
1: Yeah, I think, um, and that's why I touched on uh, how long does it take to get addicted to something as well. Yeah. Because, um, and I think even recently in our Live at Fives, I've talked about how fitness and exercise and lifting weights is more of an addiction for me than it is a habit. Mm-hmm. Because, and like I go on to say in the article, I noticed very similar symptoms between not exercising for a week or two and when I used to smoke and when I used to drink, Mm. the symptoms of not doing that for a significant period of time. Well, yeah,
2: it's an interesting comparison because we'll say something like smoking where nicotine is known to be addictive. Yeah. You're still, even with something that doesn't have a physically addictive thing, you're still getting similar symptoms. kind of withdrawal symptoms of it.
1: Yeah. Well and I mean, at the end of the day, your brain runs on drugs. You know, mm. endorphins, the chemicals that your brain releases to regulate your moods, are effectively, you know, microdosing a drug that your body produces. Yeah, it's a chemical. Yeah. And it it's the same as smoking cigarettes and having a chemical introduced into your body, except you're performing an activity that reduces that that produces that chemical itself. Yeah. Uh, so I but the comparison being made between smoking and exercise is that exercise is a healthy addiction, mm. um, especially for the general population. You know, you can make comparisons to people like elite strongmen, elite power lifters, and maybe elite marathon runners, where a lot of the exercise they do might actually have negative impacts on their body. Mm. But for the main part of the population, you can exercise seven days a week, probably twice a day, and you're probably not going to hurt yourself as long as you do it safely with progressive overload yeah. and within the constraints of your current you know, physical yeah. well-being. so like
2: standard smart, smart programming. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, I talk about the addiction side of things because you can get yourself to a point, if you exercise regularly, where it becomes a part of your mood regulation. So, mm-hmm. for me specifically... I'll notice if I go maybe a week or two without training, I start to get a shorter temper. You know, I start to, you know, be more tired, fatigued, Mm. a bit more sluggish. Um, Maybe I'm not thinking like as well as clarity. I might not have as much thought clarity as possible. Um, And these are all side effects from my brain not having that stimulus to uh, produce those chemicals as much as it did before. Yeah. Uh, So, it's the same as uh, taking away you know, a substance like alcohol, nicotine that provides that release of chemicals Mm. or produces a chemical in your body and your body going, oh, shit, we're not used to producing this without that stimulus anymore. So it can be, uh, I guess, an incentive to to train consistently because you'll notice it significantly as a mood regulator. Uh, It can be a motivator just to begin exercise because there is a point where it becomes you know, something that you want to do that you feel like you have to do mm-hmm. rather than, oh, no, I, I can't be bothered doing that. It's too much effort. Yeah, I yeah, would yeah. rather spend a week training than a week not you Yeah, know, because absolutely. to me, I can't relax if I don't train. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's the addiction side of things is that there is it, it is possible to have a healthy addiction and you should be trying to get to a point with a healthy addiction like, you know, eating properly or um, exercising Where you can rely on it to regulate your moods. You know that if you're feeling like shit, you can go and do a training session, you know, manage it properly and it's going to have a positive impact on your life. Yeah, it's kind of like your outlets. Yeah, exactly. It's a stress release uh, to an extent. Exercise does produce cortisol, which is a stressor on your body, but it helps you also regulate cortisol in a way where if you exercise to a certain degree of intensity your body knows that that is more of a threat than a lot of the threats that might present themselves to you in the rest of your life mm. so you your body can tell the difference between real stress and maybe stress that you're building up because of other events you know stuff like yeah that. yeah yeah so it's
2: and I'm going from say someone like say so like you or me or Nath who's been training f- since we we're teenagers and we're quite like part, yeah going to the gym is just part of our daily life. Um, and you say so, what is the next best thing? Um, what would you say is the next best thing for s- compared to really frequent, almost obsessive? Yeah, <laughs> obviously gym use yeah. to just like someone that's looking to start and just wants to get healthier.
1: Yeah, I guess you've got the, comparis- the comparison between. Uh, I guess, professional soldiers who exercise as part of their life. Mm. Uh, People like us who spend a lot of time in the gym, um, which is just habits left over from that part of our life. And then you've got professional athletes and stuff who are probably a little bit sadistic to the point where they feel the need to push themselves further than... You know, any any man or woman ever Like you were saying before,
2: say, like, strongmen, marathon runners, bodybuilders who are trained for performance over health. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it's, you know, that's because they're trained for sport or performance, yeah. That
1: type of lifestyle, like you said, is not practical for everyone. Mm. Um, I even had a conversation with someone recently who said, can you touch on how to manage the impact of running in your life? Because... When we go into the gym, we can generally achieve what we need to achieve in let's say anywhere between forty-five minutes to an hour and a half. For a professional runner, if they wanna do marathons, ultra marathons, you know, mm. these huge long distance runs and they want to train by building in progressive overload, at some point those sessions are gonna take two hours, three hours, so yeah. they have to manage their time. So there is certain types of exercise that does take longer than others, and there are certain levels that take you know, up more of your life and potentially do more damage to joints and stuff like that. But for the general population, exercise is, um, it's something that, like we said before, you can do an hour a day, five days a week to build into a habit. And realistically, and I touch on this in the article, it only needs to be something you enjoy. Mm. So, the point of it being built into a habit is you're never going to turn something into a habit if you don't like doing it. You know, you're never going to turn up day after day, even when you're feeling a bit shit or you feel like you don't want to be there. It's not going to happen unless it's an activity that you're performing that you see something in. You know, I can enjoy this activity. I get some kind of stimulus out Mm. of it, whatever. You know, I don't like running. So, for me, to become a pro runner or to even integrate running into my life on a regular basis is not something that I would ever look forward to. Like, so, that's just not the exercise for me. Yeah. But I really like picking up really heavy stuff, mm. even to the point where, like last night, it like fully fucked my central nervous system. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even think straight for the yeah. next 12 hours. But for me, that's an enjoyable activity mm. that I like. So, for you to, as a person, general population, looking for the health benefits of exercise you need to start by reframing exercise as something that you enjoy. So mm, you need to find... You, oh, you, you. So you use the the method you mentioned is keep it simple, stupid. Yep. Yeah, so, <laughs> so. I think
2: and that involves doing something you enjoy, do it over and over again until it feels weird not to. Yeah. And um, then you do ask, you know, how long is that going to take, which we've already talked about. But the common excuse yeah. is I can't because of... And yeah. you put this in. Marks generic time excuse or something Yeah, was it? Time, yeah. generic time, time related excuse yeah. here. Some um, and and then you ask, so what's what's the answer? Like yeah. how do people implement
1: how do they f- you know, and the term make time is yeah. kind of like it's a bit of a throwaway to most it is people. A throwaway. Yeah. yeah. It's a cop out. And like for me to turn around and say, Oh, you just need to find the time mm. and people are gonna turn around to me and say, Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. ridiculous for me to expect someone to try and find the time to exercise in a day that is probably already full of activities mm. that, you know, people generally see as essential. Yeah. You know, So, most people's day, I guess if we're looking at general population, they probably work between nine and five, five days a week. Maybe there's kids, maybe they've got mm. the family, maybe they've got after-school activities, or if they don't have the family, there's... Um, I guess going out on the weekends or spending time with your friends, trying to make time to catch up with people that you know, you know, from high school or whatever. Well, yeah,
2: it's kind of it's all the responsibilities or recreation. Yeah, yeah and exactly. Fin- and fitness for a hobby or doesn't
1: fall into either of those categories no, because it's not part of your work, which no. I argue it probably should be, and it's um, and it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> so why would you bother with either of those things? Well, yeah, and
2: I guess that's the next thing is how. Can you make exercise fun? Yeah.
1: And I mean, I'm not here to like jump and scream and like tell Come you. Come on team. Yeah. yeah. You can fucking do it. Um, because that's, that to me doesn't work. And no. I know for a lot of people, if that was the solution, a lot more people would be exercising. Oh yeah. Group fitness if, is everywhere now. Like yeah. Is everyone willing to yell at you? could work. If all it took was like a bunch of people cheering me along, then, I mean, I'd be a professional athlete. Yeah. I'd yeah. be an early <laughs> though, Yeah, <laughs> um, Yeah. Well. I think it's important to keep in mind that time, everyone's got the same amount of time in a day. You know, how yeah. you use that is is your choice. And there are certain things that you can't avoid like you said responsibilities Mm. generally uh those things tend to be work and children that sort of stuff there's some things that you make the choice to do right Mm. so a lot of people will choose that extra hour of sleep or that extra two hours of sleep in the morning over training or this morning yeah (laughs) um other people will make the choice to go out for beers on a Friday night rather than going to the gym. You know? And yeah. that's a, that's a reasonable choice, you know. And these are things that become habits as well and these are things that you reinforce by doing week after week. You know, if every single week on a Friday you go out for beers with your co-workers, it would be very, like, extreme of you to suddenly one day go, oh, nah, no no thanks, I'm now going to go pump some iron. Well, yeah, it's weird for
2: yourself and socially it'd be weird for them too. they go, what do you mean you're dogging the boys?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, I mean, there's the cultural aspect to hanging out with your mates. Like, generally you will do the things that the people that you're surrounded by do as well. So if you're not in a group of people that tend to exercise in their spare time, it's even harder to make time for that as well. Mm. In the last podcast we did, uh, we talked about how to use walking as a as a way to creep time in... Oh, not the last there's one, the one before, ago, yeah. yeah. So, one of the podcasts we have done, which I believe is called Walk It Out, and there's an article on this in two parts on the website as well. And it basically talks about how you can take 10-minute breaks throughout the day, basically like a smoke break for someone that doesn't want to kill themselves, to... <laughs> slowly, <laughs> slowly. <laughs> to spend you know 10 minutes walking uh you can build that up over progressive overload and you can use that time to do something like listen to a podcast or watch netflix because it's all on the yeah phone
2: and, and that's the you know going you mentioned again the keep it simple stupid do something you enjoy yeah and one of those is yeah think of like say for me i might listen to an audiobook yeah nath likes podcasts so he probably choose like a gary v podcast yeah um and no, no, you just listen to Dave Tate talk about squats <laughs> or something. Yeah, I yeah.
1: just listen to the thoughts in my own head. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: wouldn't make it to the end of the walk. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: now, moving on, for you know, what's the solution? How do I find time? Um, I do talk about how in the army we spent basically six months, five days a week. So I basically run with that. I say you need to do this more often than not, realistically. Um, I watched a YouTube TED talk. Uh, at the time of writing this article actually that spoke about how this person that had been uh, you know he's a PhD holding doctor he's uh, done research into exercise science stuff like Mm. that and he noticed that people that do exercise say three days a week are far less likely to keep doing it through the rest of their life as people that do it six to seven days a week Mm. so his conclusions and this is one of the reasons why i put this you know pen to paper about this is exercise needs to become a habit and you do not build a habit three days out of seven you know and that's you're not working for the majority of it you're not giving your body the chance to adapt over time Uh, one of the things about a habit is it needs to be consistent there doesn't need to be a lot of time dedicated to it but you know between 30 minutes to 45 minutes a day for the first 6 months mm. and you're doing that for the majority of your days your brain is going to start making connections whether you like it or not you know this isn't just something that you do when you feel like it mm. it's not just something that you do on mondays wednesdays and fr- and saturday mornings you know this is something that we're doing every single day yeah. and your brain when it becomes an everyday thing your brain starts to go oh, okay so this is part of our life now I need to make adaptations to my body. Jesus, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> Stain. <laughs> I need to make adaptations to my body to uh, basically make this a viable solution. Mm. So, you know, if you spend most of your life not doing something like that, your body gets very used to sitting in the chair and slouching yeah. on the couch and typing the computer. Everything starts to get tight. Range of movement starts to decrease. If for 45 minutes a day for six days a week, you start telling the muscles in your body that they need to be active through their full range of movement. They need to be, you know, your heart rate's going to elevate. There's going to be a cortisol release. Your body will start going, okay, we need to prepare for this. So that's exercise time. This is a part of our life. Every other time, things aren't that bad so we can relax. And you start to see these, you know, fluctuations to a point where, let's say five days a week for six months, your body goes, okay, this is just who we are now. Mm. This is me now. (laughs) And um, going to, I guess, because
2: we saying, yeah, this is what you should do to start the habit. Um, but again, motivation being an issue. Yeah. And I guess um, the universal, one of the useful, universal keys to motivation is set goal setting. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about in the past, we'll say it again now, um, if you're training, training shouldn't just be about. The shit you see on Instagram or yeah. TV. Like you don't have to... You're not looking to be an elite star. You're not looking to be a fitness model or anything like this. The real benefits of training are like better blood pressure. Yeah. Longer lifespan. Longer lifespan. Like these are the, like the things... risk of cardiovascular yeah, disease. All these things you probably... You can't see if you look at a mirror all the time. Yeah. Um, but that's what's important. So yeah. you It's don't,
1: making you healthier. Yeah. I mean, I've referred to it as the cure-all drug that nobody wants mm. to take. And I'll keep calling it that until the obesity, (laughs) like the (laughs) obesity statistics start to go down. Yeah. But realistically, exercise keeps your weight down. It keeps your heart rate lower. Mm. It keeps your blood pressure lower. It keeps, you know, your cortisol and stress response manageable. And the carry-on effects from not doing all those things are mental health problems, physical health problems, Mm. mainly obesity, mainly cardiovascular problems. And, you know, And pain. I mean, pain is a huge one too. There tends to be a lot of resting pain and chronic pain that comes from not being active generally. Um, I know these are generalizations, but there is evidence out there and research that backs this up. Um, You know, they say there is an obesity problem in the US, but I would say there's an exercise problem that leads to an obesity problem Mm. in the States. Uh, There's an obesity problem in Australia, and same thing. You know, if we were spending more time being active, our weight would be down, you know. Yeah. I mean, food is a huge part of that too, but f- diet is calories in versus calories out. Yeah. And if you're not getting the calories out in the first place, it's all the, in. Well, it's, yeah, all it's all in. in. Yeah. So um but you're right. We talk about I do talk about motivation in the article. Um and I discuss the difference between intrinsic and extrinsic motivators. Mm. So uh extrinsic motivators and we've defined this before, but they are the things that are external to you that might get you to do something. For example, 12-week challenge, uh, you have a light at the end of the tunnel, you only have to do this horrible thing for 12 weeks and Mm. then you've lost 10 kilos of weight or whatever it might be and that's a pat on the back. Another one might be you're prepping for a WBFF show or you're doing exercise just to compete on the powerlifting platform. Mm. These are external motivators that you can build your goals around. Um, I'm not saying they're a bad thing However, they do not get you to do something for the rest of your life. They get to, they get you to do something for the next 12 months or the next 12 weeks or the yeah. next six weeks or whatever. So that's great for that period of time. But what about after that? Do I just stop? Um, and if I don't get the result that I wanted, what's the point? You know, I, yeah. st- I start to have this negative association. So
2: no, remember, uh, yeah, it's like a lot of people say, oh, I tried all these diets. I tried all this, work, I yeah. tried going to the gym, it didn't work. And they just get disheartened. And, you, you know, you could go in deeper into that and find the real reason yeah. that it didn't work. But that's the reaction people have when their goals aren't met. That's or exactly yeah. right.
1: And, I mean, we can talk about goal setting as, you know, realistic and achievable stuff. But at the end of the day, ideally, when we want to make something a habit, there needs to be what's called an intrinsic motivator or a motivator that is internal rather than external. Mm. Um, internal motivators are things like how you feel after you do an activity, you know. So, a great example is for me, when I train, I feel better afterwards, you know. I notice that it has an effect on my mood, it makes me more calm, I'm mm. able to sleep better. These are intrinsic motivators that keep me going back to the gym, rain, hail or shine, no yeah. matter what, because I can see internally that this is having a positive effect on my life. Yeah. And nothing that anyone else says or does is going to change that. Yeah. Um, another intrinsic motivator might be... Uh, you know training for it's you know it's basically the premise behind training for general health and well-being but you might see on the scales your weight go down you might see on a blood pressure cuff the blood pressure is becoming more manageable the heart rate's becoming more manageable these are extrinsic factors Mm. but overall the intrinsic value there is that you are becoming healthier you will live longer you might get to play with your children longer rather than sit on the couch while they fuck around outside you know you might be able to engage with them and that's one of the things that i don't personally consider in my day-to-day life because i don't have kids but that you know of (laughs) (laughs) that i know of yes (laughs) that i play with (laughs) Uh, but i do have a couple of clients and a couple of friends that do have kids and one of their big things when they've talked to me is i really want to be able to get out and play with them i want to hang and i mean you've said that to me before haven't you you've said That one of the reasons you want to stay healthy is Mm. in case in the future you have kids and you get to play with them and stuff like that. Is that right? Yeah, basically that was with my injuries. I wanted to get my injuries better so that, yeah, once I have kids in the future, I can actually play with them. Yeah, and that would be more of an intrinsic motivator than an extrinsic one because currently there's no children, you know, they don't exist right now. They're a thing in the future that you want to be a part of your life. So that's something that you are doing for you rather than, you know, there's no set date of in nine months Mm. plus, I don't know, when did kids start doing things? Four years? I'm not sure. I'm not very familiar (laughs) with, you know, the anatomy of a child. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you're not there's no kid on the way so that for you it's an intrinsic motivator to be able to say i want to be able to get my injuries better so that when i inevitably have children because that is something that i want from my life you can do that Mm. so i talk about basically figuring out what is extrinsic motivators for you and for a lot of people they might want to compete or Mm. they might want to do the next I don't know marathon on yeah. the Sunshine Coast. Well, I say, and
2: just for general population, I suppose a lot of the time it's just I want to lose some mm. weight, which is can yes. totally valid because that's usually you know um, implies that yeah. you get
1: healthier as well. Yeah. And you might have a number on that weight. You know, yeah, it yeah. might be I want to drop twenty kilos. You know, or and
2: you could you know some people may use BMI to use that. Yeah. They may just have some other you know um, yeah generic number.
1: And along the way, so you generally start with an extrinsic motivator, mm. you know. It's the best place to start because they're the easiest ones to find. Yeah, yeah. Once you've started, along the way, you should assess how you feel and what it's doing for you. And because I might start with, I want to lose weight. And then along the way, I realize that I'm not losing weight. I'm actually gaining weight because muscle weighs more than fat and I'm getting healthier. But my weight might be staying the same. Mm. So, you know, you need to be able to adjust those goals and look at that extrinsic goal of I must lose weight and say, okay, my goal is really this, you know. Mm. So, for someone that wants to lose weight, their goal is probably I want to be healthier, Right. And that's the intrinsic goal there. And then they need to readjust, reframe that look at fitness and say, okay, well, what does healthier mean to me? Does it mean a longer lifespan? Does it mean less chance of cardiovascular disease? Mm-hmm. Does that mean a lower resting heart rate? Does that mean a lower blood pressure? And then they start using those extrinsic motivators rather than just the scales. Because as we know, just the scales can be quite unhealthy. But it's also good to set an external goal and then find intrinsic motivators along the way and then use those to keep building the habit rather than just going, oh, I lost 10 kilos, that's me, I'm fit now. That's (laughs) me. I've done it. Yeah, Yeah. I'm healthy. I've beat health. Healthiest person alive. (laughs) Watch me drink this 24 pack of beers. (laughs)
2: Um, And another thing you mentioned, and this is... Once people, say someone sets a goal and they start working towards something, something they'll probably find um, is they'll start getting positive reinforcement effect. Yes. So once they start setting goals and achieving them, they're going to go, it's that self-confidence boost. And we've talked, a recent article was about confidence. and It's about um, replicative confidence, uh, repetitive confidence. yeah Yeah. repeatable measures basically yeah so it's saying once you start achieving things you're going to build self-confidence and realize that you are capable of doing these and maintaining it as well yeah uh
1: but they have to be like you said it has to be repeatable so um this comes into setting realistic goals i guess and being reasonable about what you can and can't achieve at any given time um it I want to get up on a platform and get set an elite level total. Yeah. Like that's just one of my goals as a powerlifter. Um, I know that to do that, I would have to deadlift over 300 kilos, squat probably over 250 kilos, and bench over 180 kilos. Mm. I know from my training history that it would be unreasonable for me to expect to do that. In the next week yeah. <laughs> or in the next six months, maybe even in the next 12 months, you know, I know how hard it is to gain that kind of strength. Yeah. I know what would be involved and it's a long and fairly tedious process to get there, but I can be pretty realistic about that. So for me to leave my goals at, I'm going to set an elite level total and just leave it there and that's it. That's mm. that's my goal and that's what anyone ever asked me. That's my reply when I say when I'm in the gym. That isn't doing myself any favors. So this is sort of getting away from the positive reinforcement effect, but um, repeatable measures are being able to set a goal that you can do consistently. Mm. So, it's about saying, you know, the first goal in that path might be, well, I know that at the end I need to achieve this. To get there, I need to be in the gym six days a week. So, that's goal number one and that's that's, repeatable.
2: Yeah, um, standard goal setting procedure is it needs to be realistic. And you need to place a achievable time frame on it. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, but along with that, you end up with what's called the positive reinforcement effect. So, you prove you start to prove to yourself if you start ticking these boxes, you start turning up six or seven days a week or whatever, um, and you get to the six month mark, you've proved to yourself that you do one have time to exercise. Mm. You know, so you've made the time wherever it might have come from. You've found that motivation you've looked at your goals and your intrinsic and extrinsic motivators and you put a plan in place and you followed it and if you continue to follow it your body is going to respond in a positive way right it's going to start releasing endorphins just related to that activity mm. so just knowing that you're going to do a session that you like doing might lift your mood you know it's it has all these flow-on effects that says you know i i enjoy this activity. I'm getting good at this activity. This is something that I like doing and I can see some benefits. And so, there's all these chemicals in my brain now going, okay, the next time you get to do that, it's going to be exciting. You're going to have fun. You know, after you do it, you go, oh, look, I accomplished something. I'm proud of myself. I'm happy with what I'm doing. So, you get this effect that starts to turn exercise from this thing that initially is probably quite negative you mm. know you'd think oh no it's just gonna hurt i don't like it i don't have the time i could just eat a fucking diet yeah. <laughs> you know, i just go keto for yeah. fucking six months and get skinny off and it starts to turn this thing into oh i'm not just training for the six-week challenge or you know i'm training for health but i'm also training because it makes me feel good mm. yeah and that's what the positive reinforcement effect is all about is you start to do it because you like it rather than... And that's why looping sort of back to the beginning, that's why you want to choose an activity that you enjoy. Yeah. I
2: guess that leads on to the next section quite well. Was You talk about... Because no matter... Some people just won't enjoy exercise Mm. or they won't have a particular kind they enjoy. So I was looking at how can you make something that may be associated with not being enjoyable enjoyable yeah and the ways to do that and you talk about so we'll saying earlier um like you might listen to a podcast an yeah. audio book and say instead of this being a 30 minute walk this is my 30 minutes to listen to my book or yeah
1: something. um i think exercise is one of those things that and enjoyment is one of those things that goes hand in hand with um, I like it because I'm good at it or mm. I'm good at it because I like it. These yeah. two things tend to go hand in hand. Um, if you don't enjoy exercise, it's probably because a lot of the exercise that you do, you don't feel like you're doing it properly or it doesn't feel good or it feels weird or awkward or you're worried people are watching you. Yeah, which is a lot of
2: things that you find in um, commercial gyms. Yep, this Someone going for in the, the first, first time, they yeah. don't really know how to use anything. Yeah. They not don't really have anything they don't know what they're meant to do. Yeah. And then they've got all these people who look like they know what they're doing. They yeah. look really fit, standing around, looking like they feel like they're being watched. Yeah. So it's quite... Yeah, it's it's almost a deterrent at times.
1: Yeah, and I mean, this can be the same as just going for a run. You know? If yeah. you start to go for a run and you go, oh, my feet hurt, oh, my knees, my back, I'm breathing too hard, this is uncomfortable, yeah. it's hot, sweaty, whatever. That's not so much that you're bad at it. It's just something that you've, you don't do very you're much. Yeah, you're not used to. Yeah. Right? And the way to get good at something is through practice, right? Mm. You have to do it consistently. So, over time, those two things go hand in hand together, but you're never going to get good at anything that you don't dedicate a little bit of your life to, yeah. you know, say an hour a day, five days a week for six months. So, if you take the time to do it, you will eventually get good enough where you don't where it doesn't feel uncomfortable Mm. however you're never going to take the time if that isn't something that you enjoy in the first place so it might be a case of you know reframing exercise in a way that it's in a location that you enjoy Mm. say um You know, you don't really like swimming in the pool, but you really like swimming at the beach, and you live near a beach, that could be an alternative. Um, Maybe you bring a couple of your friends, people that you trust, who might be on a very similar level for you, and you go for a run together, or you do a walk run, or something like Mm -hmm. that. So, you know, this sort of misery loves company kind of thing, you can all (laughs) bond in the fact that. Nobody's great at it, but you're not feeling judged because you're with a bunch of people that you trust and that you like, and it's good company and you mm. enjoy it.
2: I guess that's the appeal of um, a lot of the modern group training things, yeah, like CrossFit exactly. 45, etc. It's you may not like working out in the gym technically, but you yeah. like working out in a group yeah, where there's a friends. lot of you know camaraderie.
1: Yeah, exactly, and there there is benefit to that. So that's that would be my first way to reframe exercise for people in a way that they are going to enjoy it Mm. my first way is find either somebody that is at a similar level that you trust to do it with or find an area or an activity that falls under the banner of exercise maybe it's some kind of team sport i mean there's what rugby football whatever there's tennis courts everywhere nowadays you can there are always options and if you take the time five days a week For six months doing that activity, chances are you become quite good at it and you'll start to enjoy it and you'll see these effects. The second way to uh, find enjoyment in an activity that you might find inherently unenjoyable is to use technology, basically. Mm. So there's, I mean, there's any number of technological solutions now. Uh, You can use technology to track things, you can use it to figure out your baselines, but you can also use it to, like you said, listen to audio books, watch Netflix, Uh, Spotify, whatever, even if it's just, you know, your favorite music that you don't get the chance to listen to throughout the day, you could put aside an hour of your day to listen to that music while walking on a treadmill or, you know, on one of those stationary bikes or something. Mm. Um, And these, these pieces of equipment aren't expensive these days. You know, you can usually get your hands on them or just go to a gym. Just walk outside. Yeah. Walk outside. Um, And, you know, you can have Netflix on your phone you can have the audiobooks and the podcast. Like um, we've talked about recently, maybe there's a skill that you want to learn or mm. like you want to learn a new language or something like that. And, you know, there's a series of podcasts or instructional videos or something on that subject. You can do that while exercising. And funnily enough, exercise will put your brain into a better position to receive information anyway. Mm. You know,
2: I do remember seeing um, someone had set their treadmill up so they put their laptop on it. And I'd like play like World of Warcraft and shooters. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's genius.
1: <laughs> you know, and I mean, you can get Call of Duty on your fucking phone now. Like, yeah. maybe you just like regular shooters and you just want to blow the shit out of some people. <laughs> you can do that. There's PUBG Mobile, whatever. If you, you like reckon, video games,
2: do you reckon it'd be really confusing walking? forward on the treadmill, but then you mm. move backwards in the game and it'd be real weird. Probably. But <laughs> if
1: you do it enough, you'd get, you'd get great at it, you know? Um, and, I mean, it's there's there's options there. Maybe you're old school. You want to take a fucking Game Boy in there or something. like there's, And you can get, like, a, literally a stationary bike where you just pedal. And that's activity mm. that burns calories. It's yeah. energy out versus energy in, right? So, if your goal is weight loss, if your goal is, you know, a healthier cardiovascular system... Find something where you just pedal really hard and play Pokemon for fucking two yeah. hours. I don't know. Like
2: Pokemon Go is, I guess, a decent technology-based.
1: Po- well, Pokemon Go was Nintendo's solution to like the obesity epidemic. Mm. they like when, and they've even got now this like nintendo switch thing because everyone's been at home for covid yeah they have this it's like a ring that you like really <laughs> squeeze <laughs> together really hard and you jog on the spot and like it does the <laughs> like steps while it's moving and you like squeeze it and that's like a button on the controller and it like shoots like beams out of okay I've seen ads for it it's like i don't know it's the video games company the video game company's best attempt at trying to get the people playing video games to be more active for yeah all, which i'd say any attempt is better than nothing yeah, absolutely market. yeah um but but you can even look at... I mean, virtual reality is a great example. I broke my fucking finger playing virtual reality. That's how into it I got. But yeah. you can break a sweat doing that shit. Yeah, like, always yeah, break a sweat There's some it. actual fitness games on there. Um, and that kind of gamifies fit, like working out. Yeah. And they're pretty fun. Um, even like one like Beat Saber. Yeah. I played yeah. that again the other night and... It gets pretty it gets pretty sweaty yeah and I mean the good thing about uh, gamifying something like that is you're getting stimulation and you're getting rewarded in a way that isn't just uh, from the exercise right mm. you're getting these this feedback from the video game or whatever or you're getting it from the podcast or the music that you like or you know any of these the audiobook it's telling your brain that this activity is is combined with something fun Mm. it's something i enjoy i get to you know yes i might be running or my heart rate's elevated or you know i'm doing weights or something but it's correlated with my brain getting fed this stuff that it likes Mm. you know i like listening to gary v for example i like listening to metallica if that's what it is or death metal or whatever it might be that's ticking that receptor brain the receptor box in your brain saying Stimulate the fucking chemical, <laughs> dopamine, go, Sedans, or whatever, you know. Dopamine, go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, and at the same time, you're doing the exercise. So, when you look at exercise in future, it's with, uh, you know, fond memories rather than, oh, I hated that because the last time you did it, it was fun for you. Mm. So, that's, that's the end state here that we're trying to get to mm. is to make something a habit it has to be consistent. It has yeah. to be done more days of the week than not, right? Which ideally, five, six, seven days a week, you should be doing this thing. That's how you turn it into a habit or a healthy addiction. To get to that point, you need to. it needs to be something you enjoy. Mm. So, if you are one of those people that's struggling to train or struggling to exercise or just has a negative relationship with exercise in general, which is probably most people, I guess, then... Ask yourself the question, one, why do I have that neg- negative relationship? Why don't I have the time? Is it because it hurts or whatever? And then what can you do to squeeze it in and combine it with an activity that you do enjoy? Mm. So, you know, maybe there is that language that you've always wanted to learn or maybe there is that audiobook that you've been meaning to listen to but just haven't had the time or there's a particular YouTube series you want to fucking watch. I don't know. Find that thing, combine it with the exercise yeah. rather than just doing one or the other. Mm. You'll always have more success in the long run.
2: Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that kind of wraps up. The, that's where the article wraps up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was good. Uh, thank you for
1: listening. Hope
2: you enjoyed it. Uh, this is Anvil TD, The Hard Way, going over the article, Work It Out, written by Marshall. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.
1: Yeah. Anvil out.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Hard Way with Anvil t This is all made possible by listeners like you, so thank you for your support. If you enjoyed this one, hit the like button and subscribe so you never miss a show. Make sure to visit our website, www.anviltd.com, and check out some of our articles and other podcasts. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, any positive ratings really help, or if you simply tell a friend about us, that would help us out too. If you have an opinion on something we talk about, we would love to know in the comments. Be sure to tune in for our next episode and remember, train smart, train hard.